Hi guys, welcome to another edition of my Friends with Wheels podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Alexa Laycock from Rooted in Rights, which is an organization that is dedicated to documenting real world issues for people with disabilities. I've actually recorded this interview about a month or about a year ago, and I really had a nice conversation about with her about um, what Rudin Rights is and how it helps people with disabilities, you know, find advocacy, ways to advocate for themselves. And also more generally, this program allows people to talk about issues in the disability community. So this might seem a little dated. That's because this was a previous recording that I did um, about a year ago. So it's not really new material, but it's just something that I wanted to add as a a final bow tie for this episode, for this season of this podcast. So I hope you enjoy and get ready for more episodes of my Friends with Wheels podcast in the near future. And I hope you tune in for more episodes. Till then, enjoy. Okay, um, first question is, just kind of give me a general overview of what Rooted in Rights is. Like, what does it kind of involve Sure. Um, So Rooted in Rights is a media advocacy project of Disability Rights Washington. Uh, Disability Rights Washington is Washington State's protection and advocacy agency. There is a protection and advocacy agency in every state and territory in the United States designed to protect the rights of people with disabilities. And Disability Disability Rights Washington is Washington State's. Uh, Rooted in Rights started about five or six years ago. It had a couple different early iterations. Um, from the need that our executive director, Mark Stroh, found to have direct disability representation. We weren't seeing disability well represented in any kind of media. um, And the thought was that with the ubiquity of social media that we could uh, produce our own media by and for folks with disabilities. So we could produce media on disability rights issues. We could share stories directly. And there's been a lot of different iterations of how that's been done, but primarily we have done um, short form videos, uh, documentaries, and we also have a blog um, that is curated by our editor-in-chief, Emily Liddell, uh, where folks with disabilities write their own um, mostly first-person takes on different disability rights issues. And our videos, we've done documentaries on subminimum wage. We've done documentaries, um, The Right to be Rescued, which is about how folks with disabilities are left out of um, any kind of crisis or rescue plans for um, events. So it was a post-Katrina video about how folks with disabilities were left behind. Um, We also do a lot of work with Disability Rights Washington's AVID program, which is the Amplifying the Voices of incarcerated individuals with disabilities. And so we've worked a lot uh, with folks who are currently incarcerated to talk about the overlap between disability and incarceration um, and follow some folks on their journeys um, 
getting back out into the community and the difficulties there um, in adjusting and the lack of support that is offered to everyone, but specifically the lack of support for people with disabilities. We've had storyteller programs where folks tell us their own individual stories and we've worked with people to script and film their own videos. Um, and we also do trainings and workshops for folks to create their own advocacy videos as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a big scope of things that we do, um, but it's really about sharing stories of people with disabilities. Yeah, I think that that is that's a lot right there. It's, it's you kind of you guys do a lot of cool things um, outside of the whole writing. You do a lot of videos. You do a lot of stuff that's that's so amazing. Um, yeah, um, my second question to you is like, how does Rudin and Rights create outward outreach? Do you go like, is there do you participate in do you use social media? Do you involve state, local government agencies, grassroots organizations? What's the what's the whole process like? Yeah, that really um, depends on the project, to be honest. We really sort of project by project figure out what we're trying to achieve with the project and who are the best folks to connect with. Um, so it evolves. So we, we definitely use social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and we, on, on those platforms, we sort of share our video launches or share our blog posts. Um, but we've also this year, with everything being a lot more remote, we've done more sort of cross promoting of other people's resources. Um, and so we, we're trying to be on social media a little bit more actively um, because we have a decent following on Twitter and it's a little complicated with the kind of the way that the social media algorithms have changed and how much you have to sort of pay to play these days. But we are trying to be more on social media and bigger parts of some of those ongoing conversations. Um, we do sometimes work with government agencies. We also sometimes do fee-for-service projects. So people will pay us to create um, videos um, that are related to disability issues. Um, so depending on the project, we might be working with, with King County. We might be working with different agencies. We have some projects right now that are with uh, the King County um, Coal Creek sewer regrade project, which you wouldn't think, oh, that's related to disability, but they wanted to do um, some more broad storytelling just around folks who use the outdoors and use accessible spaces. So they uh, partnered with us to create some videos about that. Um, we've partnered with AAPD on our previous storytelling um, storytellers series. Um, we've worked with AUCD as well on projects. Um, so mainly it's disability organizations, other disability organizations, um, but we also partner with other protection and advocacy agencies to make bigger projects. Like we had a vote for access project that launched in 2020. That was a collaboration between 15 other protection and advocacy agencies to just talk about the barriers to voting for folks with disabilities nationwide. Um, so it really, yeah, it depends on the project. Um, we also have worked with more grassroots organizations. Um, just sometimes we're just consulting, sometimes we're doing trainings, um, sometimes we're working with folks to talk about what kind of video content could work. Um, so it, yeah, it really varies. It's hard to pin it down because it really um, depends on the project. Sometimes people come to us, sometimes we try and go out to other people and say, hey, we really wanna make this thing. Are other folks interested um, in supporting that? That's, that's, that's really awesome. Like your level of outreach, you, you sort of 
use a number of different ways to sort of get get spread the word and like disability awareness, disability rights. That's that's cool and amazing, and it's really important to get that sort of engagement out there. It's critical. It's critical. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, in terms of reaching out to people, what what who do you mostly center around? Do you center around people Washington State, um, or is it kind of like in different areas of, um, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for does that make sense? I think, I think so. Yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting because you know, Disability Rights Washington is obviously Washington based. Um, and so we do work with folks specifically in Washington state if we're doing projects with DRW. Um, so often uh, something that Disability Rights Washington has and All Protection and Advocacy Agency has um, is access authority. And what that means is that we can go any place where people with disabilities are um, and we're allowed to go in, we're allowed to talk with people, we're allowed to ask them how it's going. Um, and so that's called, that's monitoring as part of what the lawyers at Disability Rights Washington do is they go to different institutional settings, different nursing home settings, prisons and jails, and they um, are monitoring those facilities to try and get people better access to, to their, what they need and also make sure that their rights are being upheld. Um, and so we have, um, often that's like a direct way that we access folks if there is like, a bill that's happening in the legislature and we want to talk to folks directly impacted by that in institutions, we'll go with one of the lawyers to one of the facilities to um, talk with folks that they have relationships with and see if they're interested in sharing their story um, for a video about that issue. Um, so that's one way that we outreach to people directly in Washington state. Um, as I've mentioned, we've also done a lot of national things. So it's, it doesn't have to be specifically Washington State, we've also done some international work as well. We had a storyteller from Japan. Um, we, um, I went with another filmmaker, Noella Luca, and we did an advocacy project in Kenya where um, she is doing work on, on mental health initiatives. Um, and so it, it's a little, it's like I said before, I guess maybe I'm not giving a very specific answer, but, um, you know, we are here to serve Washington State, but we are often partnering with folks um, across the country or sometimes internationally, depending on the project um, and what kind of stories we're trying to tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's awesome. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool, I guess. And our writers too for the blog, they're they're from all over the place. So it's not just from Washington State. We actually have a lot of international blog writers as well. Oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so my next question is like when it comes to writing stories, because I know you guys like write a lot of stories um, on disability itself, specifically centered around disability itself. So my question to you is like when when considering what to write, what stories to write, how do you sort of prioritize which stories get told? like? Do you focus like do you focus in on like um, certain uh, certain um, I'm not sure if I'm when it's funny because when I wrote it down I'm like does this even make sense like um, but uh, basically my question is how do you prioritize which stories get told 
um, I don't know if you can. Yeah, no, that, no, I get what you're saying. How do we, yeah. how do we pick? There's so much, there's so many things, right? Um, yeah, so part, part of it is that Disability Rights Washington has a priority setting. Um, we, we set new priorities every year. We set like five-year goals and then we set yearly priorities and that's done in consultation with our, our board of directors um, and our, our mental health advisory council and our disability advisory council. Um, so our, those folks, uh, we usually put out surveys to the community and get feedback about what are the big areas that people wanna work on. Um, are there specific things they want us to work on? Um, and we use those to set certain priorities. Um, and then from that priority setting, we um, work to find projects and people that would be interested in, in working with us on that. Um, so, our, so, yeah, go ahead. So, so, so basically like when you're, when you're um, looking, like looking into people, like look, figuring out who would be the best stakeholders in all of this, do you, are you like looking for people who are like, these are the people that, that can help us write the stories for our audience or base. So like, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't really, the, so for the, there's the blog, which is separate. And for the blog, people pitch Emily directly and write all their own stories. Every now and again, there will be like an issue that will say like, hey, um, you know, there's, there's been some conversation about this particular issue. Is anyone interested in writing a blog about it? And we'll, we'll do that on social media. Um, but for videos, it's more tied to um, the priority setting and then the legislative work. Like if there's bills that are coming up in the legislative session and we want to create a video that is helping to support, um, you know, our argument of why we think the laws need to change or what the laws should be. Um, yes, usually we're like in coalition with people. Um, and so sometimes we'll, we'll have people directly that are interested in sharing the story because they're already working in the area. Um, but for like the storyteller series that we used to have, um, we would do like an online call for folks. We would say, hey, this is the opportunity, you know, submit, submit your pitch. Um, and then we would select from the people who submitted. Um, so it's yeah, usually folks that we're either in coalition with um, or sometimes it's really just using the internet as a way to, to see who's interested in talking about a particular issue. Yeah. But it's, well, yeah. It's usually we yeah. really, you know, like I'm on the Rooted and Rights staff, but like nothing on Rooted and Rights is like my personal story, really. It's we exist to amplify the stories of other folks with disabilities where we're kind of like a conduit more than like our own. We're, like, we're not like our own news media. We're not like giving you the, the Rooted and Rights take necessarily. We're working to collaborate with people so that they're writing their own stories and we're providing like that technical support and that guidance to like frame the story and film it and do all of that stuff. Yeah, so you guys are your own little little thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, um, great. So my final question that I have for you is, you know, what do you want people to take away from Rooted and Rights? Like if I don't, if I like, talk to a friend and I say to him, like, I heard about this cool project about written rights, what would you want him or her to know? Yeah, I would want them to know that like all of our videos are free and available and we love for them to be shared. 
Um, so to go to our website, rootedinrights.org and check out our videos, check out our blogs and feel free to share anything that's on there. Um, we also have a lot of resources about how to make accessible media at rootedinrights.org slash access that. And we really, you know, obviously we, we make accessible media. All of our videos are captioned and audio described and we provide transcripts. We do alt text and image descriptions and we're always evolving with best practices for accessibility. And we really want people to share those resources out and also to give us feedback because it's, it's always access is an evolving process and it's a conversation. So I would want them to know that like we have resources and we want people to share those resources. Yeah, what what I was kind of getting at is what like what why why the why that program now? Like why is it important within um like within this uh why is it important within this uh within society, so to speak? I know it's that's what I was trying to get at. Oh but, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say um, you know. All of our stories are by and for people with disabilities and often those of us with disabilities are not actually talked about directly about the issues that affect us. Um, and so if you're looking to hear directly from folks about their experiences, we're the place for that. Um, so, and, and I would also just say like ableism really intersects with so many other, with ev really every other issue. Um, but if you're not learning about ableism and unpacking the ableism in your own life, it's going to be a little bit hard to, to unpack everything else as well. Like you've got to unpack it along with everything else. And disability is not always included in those conversations around like equity um, and around diversity, but it absolutely should be. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, it's important. Yes. All right, guys, that does it for today's episode of my friends with wheels podcast i hope you guys got to enjoy my little conversation with alexa laycock of root and rights we talked about a lot of things um regarding the organization and how it really helps um document some of the issues going on in the disability community i learned a lot and i learned some things I never learned from this organization before. Till then, I hope it, you tune in to more episodes of this podcast. And I really got to enjoy this season um, in terms of the wide depth and insight into each of the guests that I interviewed. I learned a lot from each and every guest that I interviewed. It really was something not only was it special to me I got to really allow them to shine a light on sort of the you know I allowed them to sort of share their insights on issues in the disability community from a wide range of perspectives so I hope that this season I was able to sort of illuminate illuminate that in each episode till then hope you guys take care and stay tuned for more of Friends with Wheels. Bye-bye.